This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I am Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for, for May 21st, episode 2682, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Good morning, everybody. Thank you. We appreciate you being here. We have a fun show planned for our last show of the week, and I think we're, you're going to like it. Uh, we're, today, we're going to be talking about how horseware makes plastic bottles into blankets. And if you listen, I'm dying to I know. know. If you listen to the show, we had a prize what last month or the month before that we kept talking about the fact that they make these horse blankets out of plastic bottles, and we have the person who designs those on from horseware today because we want to know how. And Jamie helps an auditor that has a question about food aggression. And we'll see if I can help. <laughs> I will talk about it. <laughs> Might not help. Might not help. Well, that's true of any of our tips. Uh, it goes without saying, Jamie. Yeah. Other horsey news, and we have some really bad ads. But before we get into the fun part of today's show, this happened. Uh, just got word of this this morning. Former eventer, trainer, event organizer, and a very well-known guy in U.S. equestrian by the name of Mason Phelps uh, died expectantly of a heart attack unexpectedly of a heart attack at his home in Florida at the age of 72. I think that was yesterday, the day before. He was the founder and chief executive officer of Equestrian Public Relations at Phelps Media Group. And we worked with Phelps Media Group to get guests. We, When we would go to the National Horse Show, they would help us do our show from there. They were just, they're just a helpful group. It's a really good group. But he, he was an incredible guy. In 1968, he was named to the U.S. Combined Training Association's Rider of the Year. Uh, he's been chairman of the American Horse Show Association, now the USEF. Uh, USET, uh, uh, also on the boards of the AHSA, the USET, and the Show Jumping Hall of Fame. Uh, so he's had all of this credits. The other things he's done, too, are for charity. He's very philanthropic. In 1996, after his brother died of AIDS, he and Robert Dover got together and founded the Equestrian AIDS Foundation in order to raise money for that. He also has a couple of charity things he does every year in Wellington that raise millions of dollars for charities. He's just so well-known and so well-liked, and you're going to see a lot of tributes to him pouring out on Facebook today. I've already seen a bunch. Uh, so our best to everybody in the family and also at Phelps Media Group. We're, we're thinking about you today, and uh, we, we lost a good one in the horse world. Mm. But we, we have to go on, and we're going to do that with some Daily Winnies. Well, my Daily Winnies... So my Daily Winnies are for our terrific auditors who have birthdays this weekend. We have Clara Son, Elena Gavins, Megan Eldridge, and and that's it. Happy birthday to all of you. I am having a tough day, and I'll tell you why. 
So remember I mentioned on Wednesday I had this pinched nerve in my neck and I went to the doctor yeah. yesterday and yes. they determined I didn't break my neck. So that's good. Um, but she put me on severe muscle relaxants. So I am not responsible for anything I say today. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Glenn, I've been meaning to talk to you about uh, Ray's. Uh, how how are you feeling? <laughs> um, I would say daily... probably not a good day to ask. <laughs> not a good day. Okay, never mind. Well, we'll revisit that. Um, I'll my let you daily know when the muscle relaxants at... are done. Okay, and uh, we can uh, talk then. <laughs> my daily Winnie goes out to uh, you guys. I'm having so much fun with the. I've, I've asked listeners that are not auditors to email me, send me a picture of your horse. I want to get to know you. And it is going swimmingly. I got an awesome message from Carl, who, by the way, a is in listener? a Western. What? A guy listener? A, a guy listener. Oh. Yeah. His name is Carl, and he's on his quarter horse, and he's wearing a helmet and a Western saddle. My hero. <laughs> Good for you, Carl. <laughs> then I got a message from Leslie who didn't send a picture of herself, but sent a picture of her, the cutest little buckskin ever, which was awesome. And then I got a message from Donna who, you know, she's had some struggles, but she pushed through and she's back at it and she's riding horses and she loves our show. All of them that sent me such awesome messages Yay. and I will write back now. You know, I've told all the non-auditors to write back. Y'all keep doing that. Send me emails, jamie at horseradionetwork.com. And also, auditors, if, if I, we haven't connected, definitely send me a message, too. I, I love, I love, well, you know what it is? It's a little bit of ego, Glenn. I'm like, oh, my Not God, you. there's people listening. <laughs> It's just validation. <laughs> it is. It is tough. You know, we're not doing this in front of an audience. So, you know, with audience, you get immediate feedback. We don't. And I know. that's why it does help. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Pretty fun. So I love hearing from you guys and any messages. And again, I will write back eventually. It's just like when I'm, you know, here you go. I'm writing back. <laughs> Do you know what's funny write. is we talk about that all the time. Write to us and let us know, right? We've been saying it for 10 years. And then I realized all the podcasts I listen to outside the horse world, I've never written to any of those hosts. And yet right? I've been listening to them for years. I mean, so I've I start listened to one forever. And they, they never like get in touch with us or like they don't know their people, you know? Well, I wrote to the all of them. I thought, I'm going to sit down one day and I'm going to write them all notes. And, <gasps> and almost every one of them responded. Really? Yeah. And these are big shows. And I was surprised I got responses uh, from almost every one. As a matter of fact, uh, the one I'm going to have on, uh, uh, this one woman I'm going to have on uh, like a Facebook Live for the auditors because she's kind of badass. So uh, it is interesting, though, you know, when you, uh, when you actually do it yourself. <laughs> I had never done. Hey, big news Last couple days, all anybody's talking about on a lot of the Facebook pages is the new Ford F-150 Lightning. Have you looked at this? No. They just introduced it the other day. It's not out yet. Going to be out soon. It's their new all-electric version of their the most popular truck in the world, the Ford F-150. And uh, the thing about this truck, there's a couple things. One, I still have problem with electric trucks not having great mileage. You can't go very far and you have to plug in. But okay, this is an electric F-150. Completely electric. Jamie, where the engine would be in the front, under the hood, is storage. It's a trunk. They yeah. call it a frunk. Frunk. <laughs> <laughs> Front trunk. But this is the cool thing about this truck. It does have a lot of cool things. It's going to be aggressively priced. You know, most of these cars, you go buy a Tesla, you're going to pay 100 grand, right? Well, these, uh, the starting price is 39.9. It's less than a Ford F 150, a regular one. 
This is no gas. No, the, uh, the battery literally, Jamie, runs from underneath the front hood all the way through under the back bed. That's how big the battery is. That's all battery under there. Um, it's And then if you get the kicked up extended range version, that'll, that'll go 300 miles and all the bells and whistles, it'll be in the mid 50s, which is still less than the, a Tesla. Wait, 300 miles before you have to recharge? Yes. So that's the thing. The regular model at 39.9 will go 230 miles and then you have to recharge. And then the other one will go 300 miles. So if you're doing long distances a lot, this is probably not the truck. But if you're just running around, you know, probably contractors who just do local, this would be great. It gets, gets, just gets this, get this, Jamie. I told you I can't talk. It goes zero to 60 in four seconds because it's an electric motor. It just, and it'll tow, this one will tow up to 10,000 pounds. And the thing about an electric motor is it doesn't bog down when it's towing because it has all the torque in the world. But does it drain your battery? I'm like, yeah, now that's the one thing they didn't talk about. And I looked in all the articles, nobody's gotten a word on how your mileage drops if you're towing. I don't know if it's going to be that much different. I don't know. They haven't announced that yet. Uh, apparently, orders are flooding in for this. You can put $100 down now and order yours. <laughs> um, so th- the cool things about this are, get this, it has a bunch of power sockets. So the demonstration showed you pull up the truck uh, to a work site. It has 11 built-in 240-volt outlets. So you just can plug it in and use, run your equipment off of it, saws, whatever. You can run your trailer off of it. And once you plug it into the house, there's a special connector you have to get put in, like a 30-amp connector put into your house. You plug it into your house. If your power goes out in your house, the truck will reverse power your house. So it knows then the power went out. You can set the truck to power your house. And it's like a generator. Like it a, generator. a generator. It'll power it for two to three days. Okay. I, I, this, this all sounds great. But like the fact is like all these power, everything's going to drain the battery. That well, would stress me out so much. <laughs> and I guess like, is it like a, there's a, like a gas gauge, like you a get battery an app. gauge? You do get an app that you can track you know, where your battery's at. And I am already stressed out enough about the gas. Like if my gas tank is below well, half, I'm like, oh my God, I got to get fuel. I did. I so. did dig into that because I always wondered how long it takes. And apparently with their, with the $50,000 version, you, in 10 minutes, you can charge uh, from 15% or actually you can go in 10 minutes, you can get 54 miles of range into your charge. So if you just plugged in for 10 minutes, you get 54 miles. If you plug in for 41 minutes, you'll take your batteries up to 80%. So how long does it take to get 100%? 100% at your house overnight without the super duper fast chargers you see out and about uh, will take eight hours. So that's the problem with these trucks still. You know, until they improve the batteries where you can get 800 miles. It's it, This is awesome. But here's here's the thing. I will get one of these when they have learned to you know, self-charge, like like batteries yeah. in a car. Like the more you drive it, the better, yeah. it, the stronger it gets. That's when I'll get one. Yeah, this is something, I think, again, for local contractors, it, this would be great, you know, because they, they can plug it in every night. They can plug it in at the job site, probably. So I don't know. It's just kind of cool. They even have plugs in the trunk. So you can plug in uh, 120 plugs. So all of those fancy coolers that have, you can plug them in. You can do that and, and still have the cooler in your trunk in the front. I mean, that's it's a pretty, heck of a tailgate right there. It is hey, cool. y'all. <laughs> Come plug beer. in. <laughs> 
Hey, I did, uh, before we get to, uh, well, I'll do this one later. As a matter of fact, we'll do it in our post show. I got to talk to you about a study I found. We'll do that in the post show. That'll be fun. But first, we have to hear from Kentucky Performance Products, and then you have a trainer tip to do. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Electrolytes. Who needs them? Your horse, that's who. Electrolytes perform critical functions within your horse's body. They help regulate nerve and muscle functions by carrying electrical impulses between cells. In addition, electrolytes assist the body in maintaining a healthy fluid balance by controlling your horse's desire to drink. When your horse loses significant amounts of electrolytes and fluids, problems such as dehydration, muscle cramping, fatigue, tying up, and colic may occur. Even in mild forms, these conditions can have a negative impact on your horse's ability to perform and recover after exercise. Top riders and veterinarians turn to Summer Games Electrolyte to keep their horse healthy in hot weather, and you can too. Summer Games replenishes the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when your horse sweats and it stimulates the thirst response so your horse continues to drink and stay properly hydrated. So when the going gets hot, trust Summer Games Electrolyte from Kentucky Performance Products to protect your horse. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, Jamie, there was this question that was asked in the auditor room. Do you want to review it quick? Uh, bring it on. I, I, I just read it right now, but do you want me to read it out loud? Yeah, sure. Or part of it. Okay. Um, help. I brought my new COVID pony home from the trainer's barn and we have another older mellow gelding who was getting lonely. They were separated. So she brought her new COVID pony home and she says she's learning. He is very aggressive, especially at feeding time. They were separated a few days and they were getting along over the fence. And then she slowly started letting the new guy on the same paddock and turnout space. And she said, I expected some antics, but it seems to be escalating or not improving, especially when I am around or when food is involved. I'm still separating them for meals and to give my older guy a break, but it's not ideal in my open barn setup. They go out on grass together and leave each other alone. Uh, I was trying to give it more time and not panic, but I got caught in the fray and kicked this morning. Any tips? Okay, let me go ba backwards and read this. I'll, uh, I'll break it down. She said, my COVID pony I am learning is very aggressive, especially at feeding time. Okay. What does that mean? Like, is is it aggressive when you go to halter it? Is it peace bearing at you or is it just when food is around? I, 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 I've got follow up questions. So Kaylin, you can get back with me and answer these. Um, but what, what do you mean by your horse is very aggressive? I understand the, especially feeding time now it, it's tough. Okay. Because feeding horses, especially horses that have been, Hmm. I don't want to say starved, but there are horses that have been hungry. Do you know what I mean, Glenn? Like, like, like horses Scooter that, when we picked him up. <laughs> yes. Starving horses to death. <laughs> that have been hungry in their past tend to be very protective of their food in my experience. Um, you By know, the way, it's the reason we can't feed Nigel and Scooter in the same field because Scooter will run him off. Yeah. Because, because he's yeah. been hungry before. Yeah, he wants all the food. 
and and that is just something that I think is the hardest thing to get over. And I, I talked to Monty about it because I had a horse that was super aggressive, but in Arizona and we had separate, like the stalls were that pipe corral. So he could literally run and attack his neighbor next to him, you know, kind of thing, because it would just reach right over the, the corral. So he told me <laughs> what to do. And he would also kick it, kick at it, kick at it, kick at it. And he's like, drape a tarp over the, um, the, the railing in between the stalls, just drape a tarp. If, Cause if you're going to kick it, he, they hate the way that that feels when they kick it and lo and behold, the horse stopped kicking. But this sounds like you don't even have corrals. I tell you, girl, I've got two horses that eat together in the field. Everybody else comes into their stalls because they're all jerks. Every one of them needs to be separated to eat. I would never in my wildest dreams walk out into a field with feed tubs and go, here's one for you. Here's one for you. You'll get kicked. Obviously. It's a terrible situation, but you know, you got to figure out a way to make like feeding stations for each horse. So the, I have two brood mares out in the field, sorry, two mares. And one is definitely bossy, but the other one's fat. So the bossy one, I have buckets stuck on the fence and I feed them from out side the fence. So I walk over, I dump the grain in the first one and then that's the dominant one. So she gets to eat first. And then I dump the grain in the second one. And so she gets to eat second. They're not close together. They're far apart. And I feed them from outside the fence. So that would be my first thing is to tell you to do not go in there with horses that are hungry, especially aggressive ones. And I had a question from another listener who sent me a video and I was like, what are you doing? out there. Stop being like being on the other side of the fence or bring them in, put them somewhere, make like a, a hitching post for these horses. And that is where they have to go stand to eat. It is just something that just is not, they're not going to be like, you know what? You are my friend. You can have some of my food. That's never going to happen. <laughs> never. You can, you just can't seem to get over it. So I would say if you can't bring them in, then feed them very far apart and feed them from outside the fence. You know what I mean? Like, like put a bucket over the fence and those buckets live there and you feed them from the outside. I, I can't give you any better way to do it besides bringing them in or feeding them from outside the fence far apart. It's just, and, and maybe you tie them to the fence while they're eating, you know, so they can't mess with each other, but obviously they have to know how to tie first. So do that. I did do a follow-up question with her. She said he's also, she also added to it that uh, she was scratching her other horse in the barn when the new guy came up to intercept the attention and actually kicked her. Okay. Uh, they should not be loose together. I, I was, that I was wondering about too. Um, and then um, I did a follow-up question. I said, did the trainer, it was at a trainer's for a long time. I said, did the trainer warn you? And, you know, because the trainer would have noticed this, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I didn't get an answer, but I, 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 Miles and Stanley, my two, two year olds are best friends. But if I scratch one on the field, the other one comes right up. And it's really frustrating when Trad tries to do tractor stuff out in the pasture. He's like, they just keep following me because <laughs> they're super friendly, but they will get after each other, if you're, cause they want, they want the attention. They want the scratches. So Kaylin, you've just got to, you've got to manage this whole thing better. You can't just be running around outside with all these horses, especially if one's more aggressive to the other one. Um, it's just, it just, you gotta, you gotta figure something out. 
buy, get a shed and put some panels in it or something, figure out a way to, to make this more manageable. Cause you're going to get hurt. This some horses just can't be loose together out in the field. You know, like it's just, this kind of thing is going to happen. So, um, I hope that helps at all. I, I, I can't say that it's helping I, aside from me tell like worried for you. Like, I think that's kind of scary is what's going on out there. And yeah, you're going to get kicked, but the horse isn't kicking you. It's kicking at its friend. Cause it's like, that's my mama. I want those scratches. Cause they're, they're just horses are done. That's how they, that's how they live is like, they're dominating and, and, and one has to be, uh, over the other one. And if they're constantly challenging the pecking order and then there's you thrown in there and they don't know where you stand in the pecking order, you know, walk out there with a line. Uh, uh, like a long line and slap it on your leg and send her away, send her away. Remember the person who's in charge is the person that moves the other one's feet. Okay. So if you can move her feet, you are in charge, but she's moving your feet right now. And you've got to figure out how to be the lead mare in this herd, but also in doing that, keep yourself safe. I don't know if I answered that, but suit of armor, I'll send you one. I'll send you over. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, just be big. When horses drive each other away, they are eyes on eyes, shoulders square right at them. And when they invite them in, they're passive and they're kind of like to the side. So if you need to use your body language to be big, get big, go eyes on eyes, shoulders square, right at her arms up, you know, like something like that will really send her away. But again, all of that is going to be dangerous until you figure out a way to sep when you when you are messing with these horses you need to have them separate sorry no in that's, my I, no that's true I, as as i said to this day we cannot give give feed to our two horses together oh no cuz cuz scooter and, will just chase them away and then you know and he gets mean about it uh, and he's half the size of Nigel and still wins that battle. <laughs> and know? wins every time. Yep. Well, Miles and Stanley, they're both two-year-olds, and they will stand in the same stall and eat the same flake of hay. And then all of a sudden, Miles is like, get out! <laughs> <laughs> like, for no reason. So you just, the unpredictability and the unpredictable nature of their behavior. You know, if you're not paying attention all the time, you could get hurt. So, it's so funny. Yes. Yeah, we go around these big thoroughbred farms around here that do thoroughbreds, and they're feeding, you know, they have buckets of gr- buckets for grain all over the field. They come out and pick up trucks, dump it in the buckets, and the horses are all out just they're eating. My only guess is they give them all the same thing and they don't care which bucket they go to. It has to be what it is. And and it, that's a fight too, Glenn. Don't let them, you, you like, oh, look how peaceful it is. BS! These horses get kicks, they get yeah, scratches. They just they don't get, care. You know, they, don't, they don't care, but it's worth, it's worth the savings in time. They couldn't bring them all in because there's yeah. 100 out there. They're yearlings. Yeah. They've got 12, you know, 15 buckets and, and 15 And they probably yearlings. do feed them all the same. Everything oh, yeah, is the absolutely. same. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, and then that's how they, but those horses also have never been hungry. Right. You know, so you take that element out of it. That's true. Yep. I feel like I've been talking in circles, but let's move on. No, that's true. Well, let's uh, talk to Claire, who's the product innovation manager at Horseware over in Ireland. And we're going to give her a call in Ireland right now to talk about how they make blankets out of plastic bottles, which is something that Jamie and I just found absolutely fascinating when we gave a prize away a couple months ago. And like the greatest thing ever. (laughs) So let's find out about that. Well, hi, Claire. Thanks so much for joining us from Ireland today. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me and letting me speak on behalf of Horser Ireland. Well, well, uh, hold on. Where are you and what is the weather like? 
I have to know. Okay, um, so I am in the west of Ireland because currently we're um, working from home. Ireland is beginning to come out of its lockdown. So I am in um, Galway, which is on the west coast. Our offices, the horseware offices, are based on the east coast in Dundalk. And it is a very overcast, grey day. It's definitely going to rain. It's probably already raining somewhere else. Welcome to Ireland. (laughs) So I I went to Galway and you're describing the exact day I had there. So perfect. (laughs) Oh my God, amazing. Um, Yeah, that's exactly a typical Galway day. Uh, Awesome. Okay, just want to get through that. Now, this is is just the coolest thing in the world, Glenn. Yeah, we we gave away a prize a couple months ago uh, and it was one of your blankets and it was one of the eco blankets. And... We were, we were like, how do they make blankets out of plastic bottles? It just fascinated the hell out of us. So that's why you're here today. How do you take plastic bottles and make it into a blanket? Okay, well, um, it's, it really is incredible. And we're, we're so excited that we've been able to harness this technology. So plastic bottles are made from a substance called polyurethane tephalate. And that uh, composition then can be reused and recycled. So um, we collect consumer waste. um, Well, our supply chain collects consumer waste plastic bottles. And then that is ground down into flakes. And those flakes then are melted and then re-spun into uh, strands of yarn, which is then woven to create a brand new fabric, um, which we call Oripet and gives us the same texture and durability as a polyester fabric. Well, that was my question, is durability, because obviously that's the thing we all deal with, is, you know, horses eating each other and t- putting big holes in the blankets. Are they as durable as, as uh, you know, 1,200-an-ear sheets? Yes, that was something that was really important to the research and development team um, when we were creating um, this this product. Um Recycled fabrics we were beginning to see coming through from, you know, early 2018. Um, we were seeing a lot of the, the high street clothing brands doing it. So we started to investigate it, but it really took us about, um, you know, 18 months to achieve the durability that we needed because we wanted to offer the horse customer something that was the exact same durability and would offer the same performance as a virgin polyester um, 1200 denier rug. I, I have a question. So the making of polyester and the making of this fabric, how do they compare? So I suppose polyester is being, being made from like virgin compounds, whereas we're using something that has already existed. It's already been created and is something that was going to be disposed into landfill. So we're giving it a second life. And we, regardless of whether it's this brand new or patch fabric or whether it is a uh, virgin polyester, all of the horsehair fabrics go through stringent internal and external testing. So whether that's iOS testing to ensure the waterproofness and the breathability of the fabric or whether that's reach compliancy. So um, to operate and sell products within Europe, we have to be compliant in terms of the chemicals that we use as part of the supply chain. So the fabrics are all tested internally um, within the, the horseware supply chain first, and then they're sent externally to third-party independent test houses to ensure that the strength is, is tested. So they'll um, do tear strength, they'll do abrasion testing, um, and then they'll also do testing on the waterproof and breathability of the fabric. So 
And then they have, put it in a pen I, with a whole bunch of ponies and sees what to see what happens. Well, that, and that that is what we do. That's what the what the Orady team spend a lot of our time doing. We have um, a fifty horse strong weight testing team that we have across um, Ireland. We have ponies based in Spain, and we have testers based in the Southern Hemisphere across um, New Zealand and Australia. So you're absolutely right, Glenn. It's so important that um, whatever the lab might say, it really is the proof is in the pudding when it goes out into the field and into a pen full of ponies. So anytime we develop a new fabric, again, whether it's the the brand new um, Orped fabric that we're using in these Amico Amico blankets, or if it's um, something in our fly range or our cooler range, all of our fabrics have to be um, tested on horses for a minimum of six months before we can kind of give them the green light. Okay, so... First of all, I am so excited about the technology. I'm a recycle nut and I'm so happy to see what you guys are doing, um, repurposing these plastic bottles, which are just taking over the world. Uh, number one, number two, the, the, the color is gorgeous. You've got a teal one. It's like a Mm. teal and gray spectacular color. I love the closures on the front and the triple closures on the belly. And then they have the full neck too. But what I'm asking about the, as far as polyester versus the plastic, I mean, obviously you guys spent a lot of money on research and development, but is it cheaper to make polyester or is it cheaper to grind down plastic bottles, melt them, do the whole fabric thing like that? Is it, is it more cost effective to use recycled or no? At the moment, and I, this is kind of more where, where the supply chain the outside of Forrester is at the moment, Jamie, um, it is actually more expensive to produce recycled um, recycled fabric. And that's across the board. There, there is a, a cost difference between a lot of these repurposed products. And that's because of the, the new technology that these suppliers are using and having to develop. So at the moment, because it's so new, there is a bit of a cost difference. However, we have managed to ensure that the cost of the Amigo Amigo blanket is very comparable with a standard Amigo Bravo, which is a virgin um, 1200G, because we want the customers to not feel that they you know, have to stretch. If they want to buy something from a sustainability point of view, we want to offer something that is A, of the horse for quality, and then still within that Amigo Bravo price point. So Mm -hmm. again, that was, that was something that we worked at. Now, I do think, and this is just from a, from a manufacturing point of view across the board, um, that is the way a lot of the, the production, whether it's in human clothing or in, um, you know, the textile industry, as that technology becomes more commonplace, I do think that we'll begin to see, um, it being more economically viable to do both. Um, another point that I just want to make as well that we worked really hard on for this Amigo Amico blanket is it's not just the outer fabric like you described there, Jamie. The trimmings, the strappings, um, the lining on the inside of the blanket, all elements of this blanket are made from this Orpesh, this recycled plastic bottle material. Um, and again, that was something that um, we, we had to work really hard on because when we started the project, it was really easy to get the outer, um, create the outer fabrics. Um, but the to create the quality of the lining and to create the quality of the bindings and the trimmings of the blanket, that took us a little bit longer to develop um, and a little bit more work, again, to ensure that we were creating something that was as durable and as robust as 
a virgin polyester version. Well, I hope it catches up. The technology catches up in the textile industry to make this more affordable. But as it is now, if I, it was between a regular blanket and one that was made out of plastic, I would I would absolutely pay more for that one because then I feel better about myself <laughs> and you're saving the world. And 218 plastic bottles are recycled to create one rug. So can I just start sending you guys plastic bottles? Is that cool? (laughs) (laughs) My other question too is can, can we just, can I have one blanket that you just leave all the meshed or mixed up colors of the plastic after it's ground up? Don't oh, make it cool. a pretty blue. Make it like this, <laughs> just the color of the bottles all together, plain. That'd be fun. Well, that's a great idea, Don. At the moment, we're we're actually working. Um, we're working on our autumn winter uh, twenty two collection. So we're we're way ahead in the future. So I'll take all of these ideas, bring them back to the team, and by by all means, we can uh, we can definitely look at, at right. making um, right. more eco products. Um, in the future. My next request is that you go down in size because I have a pony. And he's a size 60 and you only go to 66. Are you, is there any plans to go to pony sizes with this? Yeah, I think that we've, we've launched it in, in our core of our sizes to begin with to see what the, see the if anybody bought it. is. <laughs> Pardon? To see if anybody buys it first. Yes, I exactly, get that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But so far, I mean, we've just been absolutely blown away by the response. Um, it, we've, we've seen huge traction um, it's become so popular in Europe and we we do our collections um, so far in advance like we are you know working 12 months ahead so we're really only seeing it actually being launched into the marketplace right now even on social media just seeing people being so excited to share their Amigo Amigos it's, it's incredible so um, you know onwards and upwards we at Horse where we're so passionate about sustainability it's going to just become much more part and parcel of how we do business um, we've been looking at every part of the business not just creating sustainable products but like how we package the rugs um, we now use vegetable ink across our packaging we are, um, the clothing team are doing incredible work. Um, all of the fiber fills that are across the clothing um, range in the jackets is also made from a reprieve fill, which is using plastic bottles as well. They're using a polyester, which is 95% recycled material. Um, so it's just, it's, you know, it, it's really, really part of, of our brand vision and our goals going forward. So um as it becomes more commonplace and like Jamie, what you said there, um, really we, we see that it's so important to our customers that we want to fulfill those needs. So um, ponies are a big part of what we do. So we hope that we can begin to filter more sustainable options down across the range um, as we as we grow with this concept. This is so exciting. I mean, I was so excited when I read it. I was like, what? They made a blanket out of plastic, but it's so exciting. And you guys are changing the world for the better. So I thank have you one for request, all the though. I do have one request. Oh, Claire. Lord. Here we go. Right, Claire, <laughs> we have to read these commercials. And Amigo Amico is very hard to say together. So maybe we could change well, the name. That would be good for us. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, actually, Glenn, because it's a bit of a play on words. So I don't know if you might have copped it already. I did. It's a combination. But... <laughs> you, it's a doesn't combination make it easier to say. Amigo and Eco. <laughs> Um, and we must it all together to come up with this little tongue twister of Amico. <laughs> well, you I'll tell well. you what. Yeah, Claire, it took me, I think the second time I read the commercial, I was actually, it's on tape. I was like, wait, Amigo am 
Eco, I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it took us a minute. <laughs> I love that, it. That's great. I'm going to call Tom and tell him you need a raise, by the way. Cause, uh, oh, thank you so much. You're, thank you. <laughs> you did a great job <laughs> explaining all of this and a great job putting these products together. You have a fun job, too. So thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you explaining how all this works. And it actually is a blanket made of bottles. Exactly. No, thank you so much guys, for having me. And um, I've been really enjoying um, the show. And it's, it's incredible just to um, be able to explain what Orthro is doing. And um, thank you so much for taking the time. Well, we Claire. love you guys. I wanted to be- Before we go, I wanted to mention you can buy these blankets at horsewear.com and free shipping over $75. So you can find them there. All right. Hold on. Glenn, you can cut this out if you want. But Claire, I got to tell you a story about my time in Galway. Okay, please do. Okay. So I'm in a pub and I see this guy and I'm like, oh my God, that's the guy from Game of Thrones. You know, the redheaded, bearded guy in Game of Thrones. And I was like, oh my God, it's the guy from Game of Thrones. And my husband's like, are you, oh my God, I think you're right. And I was like, I'm going to go get a picture. And so I walk over to him and I don't know his name, but I'm like, hi, can I get it? Like, if it wasn't him, I was going to be like totally weirded out. Right. Uh, so I walk over to him and I'm like, hi, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, sure. Come on in. And he takes the picture with me and walks off. And I was like, I knew it was him. Who would take a picture with me if it wasn't the actual guy from game of Thrones. And we do, we start thinking and the bartender comes over and I'm like, Oh my God, I got my picture with the guy from game of Thrones. He's like, that guy's not from game of Thrones. (laughs) And I was like, yes, it is. Look. And I showed him the picture of the guy and then the picture of the guy in the bar. And he was like, no, 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 that guy was not in game of Thrones. And I was like, well, why was he okay with me taking a picture with him? Apparently Claire, Ed Sheeran filmed a video in that pub. And that guy is in Ed Sheeran's video. So there you go. He was sort of famous. I, I, so I actually got drunk enough to where I walked up to him and I was like, by the way, I thought you were the guy from Game of Thrones, not some guy in an Ed Sheeran video. Okay. Like whatever. That was way cooler. I was like, I'm going to tell everybody you're from Game of Thrones. Thank you. They loved me. In I think, um, I think red haired people though in Ireland are very, very used to having their photos taken as well. So I really, think that, um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have many, Redhead friends who would regularly just be asked to have their photos taken because, you know, it's quite unusual for some people in different parts of the world to have not seen pale red-haired people. So, um, yeah, I'd say he was well used to it. And also, Galway people are incredibly friendly, so it's all positive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really, had such a good time He walked away saying, oh my God, I thought this woman liked me. I thought you like me. Turns out I'm like, you're not as famous as I thought you were. <laughs> anyway, it was so nice. No, we had a good time. It was a really fun time. And the next day I got to go fox hunting uh, with oh, Cooper's Hill Wine. Oh my God. It was so awesome. Such a great experience. And I can't wait to come back to Ireland. Oh, wow. Well, um, definitely you should uh, plan a trip to visit Horsewater when, when you come over. We'd love to have you. Oh, that'd be fun you to see the factory. That would be fun. Yeah. 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 Be awesome. We make the rendezvous, so... All um, right, I gotta go TV. because I have to call Tom now for you. Okay. <laughs> okay <laughs> Thanks, great. Claire. Thanks so much, <laughs> All right. Bye, 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 bye. Well, she was delightful. Everybody we have on from Horseware is always delightful. That's <laughs> so. because she's Irish. It's like they're Canadian. Yeah. Everybody's nice. <laughs> By the way, for those that don't know, when I'm saying the name Tom, he's the guy that runs the place. He's the owner yeah. of uh, Horseware. And he's an endurance rider. We've had him on our show a number of times, and he's an endurance rider. He's off doing yeah, endurance cool. and a polo player, too. All right, let's talk a little bit about a brand new sponsor we have here. 
Yes, it's the harness horse. <laughs> it's so hard I said to say. you have to do this commercial because I can't say the name right. And look, you messed it up. Okay, because you're on painkillers and I'm not. I have no excuse. <laughs> the Harness Horse Youth Foundation, or HYF, has been in existence since 1976, offering hands-on activities, scholarships, and educational resources to get kids interested in horses and in harness racing. Camps are offered to kids with or without horse experience the opportunity to learn about horses and racing, of course. HHYF, I'm going to say it again just for fun, Horse Harness Youth Foundation. Bam. It's, nope, you Owens. didn't get it. It's Harness Horse Youth Foundation. What did I say? You said Horse God. Harness Youth Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> this is not that hard. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation <laughs> owns a stable of five horses that travel similar to school horses and other disciplines. So lots of HHYF alumni and graduate success stories from drivers and trainers, both standard bred and thoroughbreds, to lawyers, politicians, musicians, firefighters, and even yoga instructors. So if you're looking for a fun horsey thing for your kids this summer, check out the camp schedule at hhyf.org and that is the harness horse youth foundation and it's cool the kids actually by the end get it's to awesome. take, take uh, and drive horses around the track so it's kind of cool. Oh, they, cool they get a lot of hands-on well let's uh can i go uh how old are am you am i youth enough yeah you're you're, <laughs> un, you're under 16 you'll be fine i'll be fine <laughs> pay it i'll say pay attention if you ain't met one by now you're bound to sooner or later he says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Yes, it's time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners submit ads, either from Craigslist or Facebook or someplace, and we just have a little bit of fun with them because they're fun. So we've been doing this for about 10 years now and have read thousands of these ads, and we're getting help now. You get double, you get entered into prizes if you submit an ad, and we, we do a drawing at the end of the month for everybody to submit an ad that month. And if you read your own ad into our voicemail line, which you can find at horsesinthemorning.com, there's a little button on the right-hand side there. Just record it right on your phone. It comes to us magically. Uh, if you do that, you get double the entries, and we give away prizes. And those are provided by Horselovers.com every single month. Check out Horselovers. We love those guys over there. They're always having stuff going on, and they're kind enough to provide these prizes to us every month. And the first prize is the Rambo Natura Summer Sheet. It offers superior protection from coat fading UV rays and insects. It's made with an outer fabric to provide excellent breathability and coverage from the sun. The cut makes it particularly suitable for broader horses as it offers the ultimate in shoulder freedom and movement due to the patented split technology, not the patented spit technology. That's a different thing. <laughs> and that's a can't read either. That's a $200 blanket right there and also by Horseware. I might add. Awesome. $150 gift certificate for Gatsby Nylon Products. That's it. You go to horselovers.com. You choose $150 of Gatsby Nylon Products. Tell them you what you want from halters to grooming totes, trailer ties, and so much more, and they'll ship them to you. Perfect. And the third prize is, remember, if you record your own ad... 
you get double the entries and one is the Abrazo Hug Fly Sheet, a lightweight fly sheet with a hug closure system, bias or singles, removable leg straps and a tail flap. And this design allows them to eat and graze without blanket binding and minimizes shoulder rubs or wither pressure that is often caused by traditional styled blankets. And that's a $70 value. So we have almost $500 in prizes this month. That's insane. And people who submitted ads, we get to read them, but we don't get to read them all. So Hannah and Jen and Jessica, we aren't getting to yours today. I'm sorry about that. But uh, that doesn't mean you're not entered, that you are entered. Anybody that submits is entered. All right, Lorene. We're always happy when Lorene sends us in from New Jersey. Okay. And she did not disappoint, apparently, this week, because I heard Jennifer laughing while she was listening to it. Hi, good morning. I'd like to read a really bad ad. And this ad is for a four- horse with tack room and there's a picture of a trailer and the ad says 1981 miley dot 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 for a horse comma head to butt dot dot with mangers dot dot and tack room dot 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 new front axle dot 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 rear rear axle total rebuild dot 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 new wiring and breakaway system dot dot New wood throughout except trailer floor. Oh boy. Dot dot. Trailer <laughs> Why floor you need that? treated with waterproofing. Dot dot dot. Tires 95%. Dot dot dot. Can be seen at, and then it gives an address. Dot dot dot. For trade. Dot 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 dot. Long range bangs or 3,500. Dot dot dot. Thank you for looking. And What's no punctuation long... at the end. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole ad. And before I say goodbye, I'd like to give a shout out to the horse husband. We met May 21st, today, 1982, 39 years wow. ago. We've been together 39 years. And where is horse husband? He is on a golf trip with his brother. So <laughs> I guess I'm going to the dressage clinic. But thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Congratulations, girl. That's a lot of years. After all those years, you're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Do your thing. I'll do mine. <laughs> yeah, you don't care. After 39 years, you're comfortable going your separate ways. For <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Good hey, job, Maureen. I, 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 I wanted to tell you, I, yeah. I, I, I wrote somebody about an ad. Like I was like, I, I, I had had some wine and uh, <laughs> I was like, We're I saw this discussing ad. your wine addiction in the post show today. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, I don't even have a wine addiction. I don't know why I said that. I probably had a beer. Um, so, uh, but I saw this ad on Oklahoma horses for sale, $2,500 and under. And that's where I found Gus or one of the horse, like the last one I rescued. So I was like, I'll go on there and see. And I saw this picture of a little paint horse and I wanted to read you the ad and let you read through the lines. And then I'll tell you what they said about it. <laughs> so the ad is five. Why are paint gelding built like a tank broke? Oh, by the way, there's no punctuation. Five-year paint gelding built like a tank broke for experienced rider. 14.5 rides and a hack would make good cutter or roper or your next barrel horse more go than, whoa, 1800 firm or trade for a kid broke granny safe horse. What does that say to you? This sucker is wild. Yeah. Zucker is wild. It's not trained. So she's like, I said, to, um, like ask where they are. It's really far away. I was like, um, can you send me some pictures and videos? Like, 
it's really far away. I'm not going to go out there. Um, her response, she sends one picture of a paint pony and says, I lost the video of him being rode cause my daughter broke her phone, but you're welcome to come try him out. <laughs> yeah. I, again, remember you guys rule number one, do not Go see a horse unless there's a video. Clearly, you can Facebook. So you could Facebook live me a video of the horse if he's standing around in your backyard. Get on him and ride him. I don't know. Do not go see a horse if they won't send you a video. And this is three hours away. And I was like, okay, we're good. Thank you. Let me know when you get a video. Have a nice day. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Would you go out and see a horse like that? No. No. No, but I I won't drive anywhere unless. <laughs> <laughs> Is it five within five miles? Yes. Maybe. All right. Katie sent the next one in. Sorry, I just had to give you my experience. Um, it's real. But Katie sent this one in, and this is Tennessee walkers and gated horses, and this is a Facebook page, and there's a picture of a beautiful. What color is that? Is that a horse? grulo? Do they call that? It's a gruya paint. It's gruya. like blue okay. with some white and through it, like a lightning bolt on it the side. It does look like a lightning bolt, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the ad. <laughs> the new stud turning to this June. Good build, nice tall boy with a lightning bolt to boot. Thor rode this horse in the universe near us before he set him down to earth to fight evil. <laughs> Here he is, ready to start to fight the good fight. Where, uh, and then it gives their website, which is blocked out, but this is where all your dreams come true. Just looking to date in the future, message me if you might want to hang out. What? What? <laughs> the horse or the person? I'm sorry, did this turn out, start out as a sale <laughs> ad and end as a personal there ad? There are two studs available here, apparently. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> And the person whose name is Sean, so... Yeah, apparently the horse has a lightning bolt, not Sean. Well, Sean might too. We don't know. <laughs> the new... St let me read this again. The new stud turned into this June. Good build. Nice tall boy with lightning bolt. Here, ready. Starts a good fight. Where all your dreams come true. Just looking to date in the future. Is it like a breeding stud? No. Well, maybe. This is... Katie, you found a really bad ad. <laughs> wow. Katie, you this, should have you should have uh, contacted him and found out if he was actually looking for a date. Yeah, Katie, I'm gonna need some follow up, please. Um, <laughs> Katie's like, Tennessee... no way in hell I'm calling him. <laughs> uh, maybe I can go to that Facebook page. Tennessee Walkers and Gated Horses is the Facebook. Page. All right, Casey sent in the next one, and it's this very adorable picture of a cow with big horns and a little child sitting on a western saddle on top of the cow with big horns with this big rope halter thing. <laughs> It's a very cute picture, actually. But the child is not wearing a helmet. But maybe you don't need helmets to ride a cow. I don't know. Um, but it says Corintine. The name of the the breed of the cow is probably Corintini. I don't know how to say it. It's a longhorn. Uh, and this is in Illinois. I have a longhorn cross. Corriente. Corriente. Longhorn cross steer. Very tame. Easy to catch. Saddle broke. Kids love riding him. He leads and ties. Would trade for a miniature cow or bull or mini donkey or three female Nigerian dwarf goats. <laughs> so let me understand this. The kids love the cow, but we're going to get rid of the cow. Cow can't stay. Cow's got to go. Cow's got to go because the kids will love the Nigerian dwarf goats too. But they can't ride the Nigerian dwarf goats. And your child looks so happy on the cow. Okay. For, can I just, as a parent, mm. comment on the fact that they are riding... A horse, uh, a cow with horns, 
and just a halter with yeah. no helmet. It's I mean, well, it says right here, he's a well broke cow. Is he? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I, uh, well broke cows still trip and fall. Okay. <laughs> Put the damn helmet on. He does on have big long horns. He does have that. <laughs> I mean, just right. I just my my hurts my face to think about the kid getting whacked, whacked in the, in face, the face. Yeah, because all that cow had to have to do is turn his head, and he's gonna get yeah. you. <laughs> it's well, well broke, well though. broke. But you know what? If you got some Nigerian dwarf goats, you can have this cow. I and I've always wanted a riding cow. There you go. All right, it's probably in Oklahoma. Next one. Oh, it's Illinois. Next one's yours. Uh, Alicia sent this one in. Horse for sale, twelve hundred dollars in the North Side. Maybe Chicago. I don't <laughs> On the north side <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> it's a short ad. Female horse for sale. Good with humans needs a bit of work. Good for labor. Six years old. What? What kind of labor? Ready, breathe. <laughs> Did they mean breeding? I'm assuming. Or does it mean uh, the they- pack horse? It's good to be a pack horse. They also called it a female horse. So <laughs> I'm assuming they don't know very much about it. Good for labor. Good for labor. What the F does that mean? Like, you don't even say that about humans. You know what? She's good with labor. <laughs> like, that's not a thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, Allie sent the next one in. This is a that was good one, Alicia. I don't know that Allie uh, has ever sent one in before. So here we go. Let's hear it. Hi, my name's Allie, and I wanted to read you a pretty bad ad. It is in Spanish Fork, Utah. It says miniature slash mini horse. Um, two reasons that I love it is the picture is just it's tiny, tiny horse, pretty large kid on it, feet reaching the fetlocks and finger in his nose. Pretty great. The other reason is because I love Jamie, but I know it'll drive her nuts. So here we go. Meet Eminem. He just turned one on April 21st. He would be a great mini therapy horse. He is only 25 to 30 inches tall. He is a little stud. He would need to be castrated, or if you are wanting a small stud, period. His feet need to be done, but he has never been founder or lame. He has great feet, period. He loves our kids and would be a great family pet. He is so sweet and calm, asking 1300 Thanks for looking. If you want your mini therapy stud, we got it right here. I love how the listeners are now trying to antagonize you and get my, you. <laughs> my head just exploded. I love how they're doing this. I love that I'm not alone in trying to pick on you now. Oh my God. Like my whole body hurts right now. Like (laughs) Allie. Oh my God. Are they, let me, let me back up. Was their child number one helmetless riding a yearling stud mini? With his finger in his nose. What? (laughs) At first I thought the child had the finger in the nose of the horse. (laughs) My head just exploded. Just so you know, I'm going to have to have now. See, remember that beer we talked about earlier? I need one now to calm down. Oh, my God, Allie. Uh, Lila yeah. sent this one in. It's a, it's our trailer of the week. It's a stock you can't horse. have a soul. <laughs> no, can't have no a soul. Gel Dutch. <laughs> By the way, we sell merchandise for Gel Dutch, too. You can find that at uh, hrnstore.com. It's uh, a talk. It's a real attention getter because I have the hoodie, I have the shirt, and I have the bumper sticker on my truck <laughs> and on my trailer. And uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Stock horse trailer, $2,900 in Bakersfield. Bakersfield and... Illinois or Indiana? I don't know. It's California. I'm selling this newly remodeled stock horse trailer. The roofs and floor are brand new. Brand new painting. 
New Jack, excellent condition, very large, can hold up to 10 cattle. There is a divider. Yeah. Tires are good. Feel free to call or text. Now, I let's talk about this. First of all, he did a good job. The thing looks completely restored at the top. But when he says tires are good, he forgot to mention that they're all different sizes. Oh, my God. I'm glad it's not just me. No, the Those front tire is much smaller tires. than the back tire. They're two different sizes. It's like a white wall tire, like so, you know, two what? inches of of rubber, and then the other one is like six inches of rubber. It's I like a hip hop tire and a regular tire. Um, but now, if you're gonna, he obviously took time to fix up the top. <laughs> Why wouldn't you put matching tires on it for you know twenty nine hundred dollars? <laughs> you might could get ten cows in there, but it's gonna be hell. <laughs> Right about number six, you're going to start, push, push. <laughs> God. Oh, jeez. Ah, okay. <clears throat> Michelle sent this one in, and this is from John's Facebook Want to guess why I gave it to you? <laughs> oh, Lord. What is that? Okay. This is uh, one word. One, four, Y-E-A-R. Four, 14 year. Old 13.2 Connemara mare with Philly full. <laughs> it always cracks me up. Is it a Philly colt or a Philly full or a Philly Philly? Uh, it's a colt Philly. With Philly full at foot full. Oh, what the? <clears throat> 14 year old 13.2 Connemara mare with Philly full at foot full out of Corib. Boy full Connemara stallion mare was running with Corab boy for three weeks. So possible in full, no guarantee last picture stallion, 2,500 euros. What? What <laughs> did I just read? Did they use Google translate maybe for that ad? Cause it was overseas. Maybe. It's in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty bad. Uh, you have the next one too. Oh, uh, Cute. Like Five-year-old pony. Oh, Jesus. Sorry, good news to say that. <clears throat> it's so cute in the first picture. <laughs> Five-year-old, this is from a Facebook ad that Katrina sent in. Five-year-old pony available. Blueberry. 13.1 hands. Best suited as a practice pony for rough stock. <laughs> Videos available. Located in British Columbia, but shipping can be arranged to Alberta. She has been ground driven and has had about 15 rides. She's fairly broke, smart and athletic, but she wants to buck too hard to be useful to us. She's a lean, mean bucking machine. Good for a sticky kid or one you don't like that much. <laughs> At least there if, you, <laughs> if you have a life insurance policy, you're close to inheriting this pony would make a great <laughs> gift. <laughs> would also make a decent, a great companion. She's cute as a button and has decent ground manners would make the perfect lawn ornament. Let me back up because I want to say that she's had 15 rides and she's fairly broke yet. She's a bucker. The photo of this 13.1 hand pony is leaping into the air, of course, bucking somebody off who's not wearing a helmet. Uh, and I believe this pony is around the average of five to six feet off the ground. At least. <laughs> At least. 
<laughs> Your kid better be really sticky. <laughs> Maybe 12 to 14 feet would be a more accurate this, this, assumption. It almost jumped over the wall. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is a bucking horse right there. <laughs> well, you know, you got to practice the bucks, and this is a good one to do it on. <laughs> you, you know what? You survive rock? around with this one. You can stay on anything. <laughs> You're good. Oh my God. They need to put that in the rodeo. Maybe that every rider not... should have to do one of these to get practice for when no. their horses unexpectedly do it. No. No. You, I would not oh, recommend okay. that. All right. Uh, Ashley sent the next one in. This is in the Driving Ponies Facebook group, <clears throat> which I didn't know there was one. Uh, Driving Ponies. Oh, you're going to love this one too. They're just trying to agitate you today. <clears throat> oh, my God. Need a man to reschool a pony to cart as close to the Lyskirk area as possible. Asking on behalf of a friend is willing to travel, but needs to be a man, not a woman, as this pony is strong. Looking for Oh, my God. <laughs> They are so trying to piss you off today. <laughs> <sighs> Ashley and Allie, you guys are on my list. <laughs> I saw I read that one today before the show, and I said, oh, my are God, she's going to love this one. Are you, it needs to be a <laughs> man, a man's not horse. a woman. Hey, you all, this you all, pony is strong. You go up in Lancaster County, you're used to seeing ads that say man's horse, because the Amish all put that. Man's horse or a woman's horse. That's what they put. <laughs> We're going to end with Rebecca. Rebecca's going to end the show today. So it better be good, Rebecca. Hello. I found this on Facebook. My name is Rebecca, and I am from Wisconsin. Hi. Um, it's an ad with four Angus cows for sale. <laughs> um, and the spelling is really funny. Um, I have lovely ladies who needs a new home. These ladies have calves spelled C-A-L-F apostrophe S and would wed them gone A-S-A-P I moved and I don't have any space for them at my place all great cows have had great looking calves location is Beaver Dam Wisconsin the first is a four year old cow she is really friendly has been on halter a little she has a heifer calf born 327-21 we'll let you go up to her calf no problem she has had three calves before, no problem. What do what do ever two thousand dollars? <laughs> oh my gosh! Second is first time mom. She is two years old, also friendly. Will let you pet her and her heifer calf. No problem with calving. Does does take care of the calf. Calf was born three twenty three twenty one two thousand dollars. Next is a cow who is three years old. Can I just stop it there? Do they start having babies with cows? This this cow would have had to get me pregnant at one. I think we've been over this before, and I think it was a little rapey. <laughs> a little shy will let you pet with her bull calf. He was born 3-30-21. Great mom and no problems with her. $2,000. Last is the oldest cow. She is five, has had a lot of caves, C-A-V-E-S, the best mom I have had. She has had a lot of great-looking calves. Her baby was born 321, $2,000. Have a great day. Love your show. Bye. They had a lot of babies born on the same day at that farm. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Wisconsin, eh? Like, you're up there. Believe you me, I know those people in Wisconsin are making them cows have babies when they're one year old, yeah? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was it's just doing the math that she was talking about that going, 
Don't right. <laughs> but well, that is horrifying. <laughs> All right, I that's love it. We're going to go accent, into the so if you guys are from, you know, certain places where you don't have accents like Laureen in New Jersey and, and this lovely woman in uh, Wisconsin. Thank you, Rebecca. And, uh, oh, you guys, can, can send we your mention ads too, we haven't got any ads from Australia and New Zealand lately? Hello, chop, chop. We need your accents. I mean, Let's I'm going to need some Canadian A's. I'm going to need some Australian, some New Zealand, uh, some England. British. Well, yeah. Come on, you guys. We have all you these listeners in Sweden. You guys have to have, be- you know what? They probably don't have any bad ads in Sweden. They're probably all perfect. That's why we're not getting any Swedish ones. It's beautiful, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Before we get hate mail goes to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. <laughs> That's it. Have a terrific weekend, everybody. We'll be back here on Monday. We hope you are safe and have fun riding your ponies. Auditors, hold on. We're just going to do a quick uh, post show today. Hey, neutering geld. Geld Dutch. Merchandise available at hrnstore.com. Okay, auditors, you made it to the post show. Remember, this can get a little, well, shitty. So it's not safe for work or the kiddos. Y'all have fun now. I listened to that several times before I heard the plop right before shitty. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. No. Listen, listen. Shitty. So it's not safe for work. Remember, this can get a little, well, shitty. Ah! <laughs> now I'll never not hear it. <laughs> so I came across, I was doing study shows, getting one together for next week. And I came across this study and uh, it said that Americans drink the equivalent of 109 bottles of wine or 366 pints of beer per person every year. We have the fourth highest alcohol dependence rate in the world. <clears throat> By the way, the, the fir- we aren't close to the UK. <laughs> uh, the UK and the French are doing pretty well. Uh, and the biggest country for drinking is Latvia. Has the, get this, 512 pints a year in Latvia. That's 10 a week. <clears throat> so I thought, let's find out if horse people drink a lot, or our particular group of horse people drink a lot. So if Americans do an average of four pints or 2.1 bottles of wine each week, uh, I thought, well, let's find out. And I asked the question, how close are you close to that? Does that sound about right for you? You don't drink? Uh, are you not close to that at all? So, you know, two and a half bottles a week is what, eight to 10 glasses? Was there four glasses in a bottle? They make the bottles smaller now, I swear. Uh, bottles of what, wine? wine? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, a wine is supposed to be four glasses. A bottle is supposed to be four glasses. So here we got maybe 10 glasses of wine a week or four pints of beer. So, and that's average each week. So let's let's give the results of the auditor survey. So do you think we have a drinky group or not drinky group? I don't know. I'm going to go about 50-50. Okay. With like some that may drink a little bit and then some 50% drink a lot. I think what skewed my impression of this is I thought it was going to be different answers than this. And that's because every time we have auditor meetups, we're going out to dinner and everybody's drinking. So I think that's where I get my skewed results that everybody, our auditors are drinkers. Um, But uh, it was 260 responses, not close, meaning they don't even get close to drinking that much, was 44%. I'm actually proud of our auditors with this one. Uh, They don't drink was 25%. 
that was higher than I thought. But I would probably put myself in that category because I very seldom ever do. <clears throat> about right was about 18% drink that much. I think you're probably in that category. Four pints of beer, now, 2.1 bottles of milk. Uh, but see, I don't, I, I don't drink pints of beer. Like that's what skews the whole thing is like a bottle is not a pint, a bottle of beer. And you know, I drink too much beer be when about, I can what, tell eight, you. Eight beers, right? A week for four pints. I you, think. I'm sorry, you're cutting out when I'm talking and you're talking. I can't hear you. Say that again. So uh, it, by the way, we're still, we're going to fix this problem next week. I ordered a new mixer. Uh, but so I think four pints of beer is about eight of our beers. You can't, you know, eight bottles of beer here. A pint of beer is 16 ounces and a bottle of beer is 12 ounces. Okay. So, so maybe six. Yeah. Uh, anyway, about right was 18%. Drink hard stuff. I actually had a couple of people comment, you don't have liquor on this list. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, besides beer, I don't drink wine anymore, really, because I've realized it gives me headaches. And I don't, I'll have maybe like a beer on a hot day, but for the most part, I drink a vodka soda. Yeah, and it wasn't included in this survey. So I'm sorry to all you hard drinkers out there. I didn't have any. <laughs> but also, I don't like the fact <laughs> you can call it hard. Well, That's not fair. I mean, it is called hard liquor. But it like, is called hard liquor for a reason. Uh, and then over four, per, over at night does not mean you're just swilling at the bar with the hard liquor and a <laughs> shot of whiskey. Uh, so we only had 4% that were over the average. I'm proud of you guys. Look at you guys. That means 70% drink way under or not at all. Okay. So the average is four pints of beer or two bottles of wine. No, I want to drink two bottles of wine. Four pints of beer would be six beers about six bottles. Probably. I would say you do six bottles a week. It's questionable. You do six it's bottles on Saturday. We're close. <laughs> close. So you're in the close category. But you know what? It's, like, about it's right. funny. Like the reason I drink vodka sodas because of all the calories in beer and all the calories in wine and the wine, the whole headache thing. But I, you know, I used to drink to go out, you know, you would like, Let's get our pregame mm -hmm. going, going to drink, and we're going to go out. Now I drink to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens like, when you get old. <laughs> I used to ramp up, and now I'm just like, now you're ramping. ramping it's the ramp down. down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that happens about age 35, I think. <laughs> yeah. If I drink, I'm not going anywhere because I, I there's no chance I'm going to successfully navigate an evening. So I'm sorry, everybody, about, I know there were some issues in Wednesday's show sound-wise. My mixer is dying, and I ordered a new one, not coming until Tuesday, and that's why Jamie can't hear me. Uh, so it's, uh, we're doing the best we can here to get through. We, we'll, uh, we'll get it. We'll make it till Tuesday when I get a new mixer. So this was a, I'm just going to end with this. I spent money on this mixer. This was a $400 mixer that I bought one year and two weeks ago. Jamie, would you guess what the warranty is? Uh, one year, probably. Exactly. One year. Basically like a week after you, after you had two it. Two weeks after I, two weeks after the warranty expired, it started to die. My gosh. Hey, I forgot to mention this on the show. A little bit of good news is I uh, bred pink this week. Oh yeah. It worked, right? Or do you don't well, know if it worked? I don't know if it worked. Oh. I mean, she got inseminated. <laughs> she consummated her marriage and then she ovulated. So. Is that good? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. So, so. Remember we discussed how long sperm lasts in a horse's uterus, Glenn? <laughs> That's right. Those, I, you didn't commit sucker, that to I memory? Do. I remember that. Two days. Those suckers can swim around for a couple of days in there. Yeah. So mm -hmm. she, uh, the, the swimmers were in there. Boom. She ovulated right after. That's like what's supposed to happen. We just don't know. You know, she's 22 and I think he's 22 or she's 21. I think he's, he's in his 20s as well. So 
we're having a basically my vet was like you know you're basically impregnating a 60 year old woman i was like well that's great thank you for that (laughs) for that visual how old do they do you have to stop it's dependent on Um, you know they uh, this probably be our last one but um you stop when they don't get pregnant anymore or they're having a hard time. And she just loves being a mom. Like it, she's so bored. I don't know. I don't know like what she wants to do, but if I was to ask her, I feel like she'd be like, yeah, let's have another baby. Well, you'll find out if she takes or not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'll see if her body is capable of it. But apparently if you just keep breeding them every year, they actually do better because they're, they're like one of the concerns my vet had was the fact that she's had two years off. Hmm. Interesting. It's like, well, I thought I was doing her a favor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Talk to you. Bye. Okay, boys and girls, we're done here. Now go ride your horse. Ooh, I like it. All right. <laughs>